Welcome to The Rutledge Perspective. I'm your host, Laurel Rutledge, and this show is where we talk about things that are top of mind as you navigate your career or build your business. The plan is to get you out of your rut or talk you back off that ledge with insights and perspectives on the daily grind. Here, we speak the truth. Here, we challenge ideas. Here, we give ourselves grace. And along the way, we also have a little fun. Welcome to the village. Welcome to this week's episode of The Rutledge Perspective. And this week, I really want to talk about a couple of words that really make a difference. And they're very, very small words, but the difference in the two words is significant. And that is understanding when you're fighting about something versus when you're fighting for something. And I'll talk a little bit later about kind of that use of the word fight as well, because you guys by now know words matter to me. So um, I had an interesting exchange with a, a good friend of mine, and she had a really great point about the word fight and kind of the violence associated with fighting. And yet the reason this came to me is because I've realized over time that inherently who I am is some person who really likes balance, right? I've never really been into astrology a lot, but I swear the older I get, the more I become everything they define as a Libra, right? If it's not balanced, then I am just beside myself, right? So if I'm dealing with people and they're like, we're going here, we're strategic, we're strategic, this is the big picture, then I come back and I'm like, well, that sounds real good, but how are we going to get there? And on the other hand, if they're like in the nitty gritty details and we need to do this and then we need to do this and then we need to do this, then my question is, but wait a minute, where are we going? Because we can do all that stuff. And if it's not in the right direction, it doesn't matter. It's that whole idea of balance for me. The same thing happens when I start having conversations with people and there is no, there are no facts. There's no truth. There's just opinion. And the opinion is really strident. Or when someone is just intolerant and I have no tolerance <laughs> for intolerance. And so I had this exchange over the weekend with someone and I thought, you know, I could sit here and have this conversation and be really angry and I could feel it. I could feel the anger starting to rise and the irritation and the frustration. And I wanted to keep talking about it and express, you know, my my concerns and here are the facts and we need to get the real facts and we can't be manipulating data just to get to the answer that we want. And I could feel myself getting more and more irritated. And I thought, okay, let's just back up and calm down and think about a few things here. One of those is I am a believer that facts actually still exist. The truth actually does matter. That data is important, but it's the insight you get through the data that really tells the story. And that you should just take the data for what it is, get the real numbers. And if they support your position, great. If they don't, then you get a decision whether or not you continue with your same opinion or you modify your opinion based on actual data and actual facts. And so I was, as I was having this exchange with someone, I thought, why am I continuing to fight about this issue? Why am I fighting about this issue? Because it's pretty simple to me. We can have a discussion that includes differences of opinion. I am all about having differences of opinion. That's why I named my show The Rutledge Perspective and named my podcast The Rutledge Perspective, because I believe when you have different perspectives, that makes things greater, that makes things richer. And listening to different perspectives helps you actually solidify your own. So I have no issue with differing opinions and differing perspectives, none whatsoever. 
I also don't have an issue with differing opinions as long as those opinions are owned opinions, right? Just know that it's yours. It may be contrary to facts, but if it's your opinion, then just own that it's your opinion and own the consequences of that decision or that opinion. So in this exchange, as I was getting more and more angry, and I decided to just pull back and say, you know, I'm just not gonna engage in this conversation. And that also made me pause because there was a point in time where I would get into these heated discussions and man, I would just get more and more heated and more and more heated and just frustrated dealing with customer service that wasn't really customer oriented or service oriented. And I could just feel my blood pressure rising. And the only person you're hurting when you're angry is you. I think it was Mahatma Gandhi that said that or the Dalai Lama. The only person that is hurt by your anger is you, not the other person at whom you're angry. And so I calmed down and said, why am I even having this argument? Why am I fighting about this issue? Is the issue critical? Is it life or death? Is it that important? Is my understanding of the other person's perspective and willingness to actually have a conversation as opposed to just badgering or mansplaining into their perspective, is that worth it? Am I dealing with a reasonable human being? All of those questions, right, came into mind. And at the end of the day, I just decided, you know what? I'm just not going to fight about this because fighting about something is different than fighting for something. And this came to mind as well, not only in this conversation, but also as we're in Women's History Month and we're talking about and just left Black History Month. And we talk about racial justice. We talk about gender equality and gender equity. We talk about bias and, and how do we minimize or mitigate bias, especially unconscious bias. All of these all of these positions that we fight for, right? We're fighting for inclusion. We're fighting for equity. We're fighting for level playing fields. We're fighting for what is right and is fair and is good. We're fighting for the truth. Those are things that are bigger than the issue at hand. They're big issues. They're complex issues. They're things that are deep in our soul as opposed to just fighting about a topic that is irrelevant. Not only does this happen professionally, but it also happens personally. And I always know when I'm kind of on the right track or that it's something that's relevant when two or three things happen. So we're in this month where we're fighting for big issues, big playing field issues. And then I had this exchange that was about something that was just completely irrelevant. But the topic wasn't irrelevant, but the conversation was. And then I had someone respond to a posting that I did that said, yes, it was a posting about career. Do you want a career that makes you you know, feel like you're living your purpose? And the person responded and said, yes, I'm very lucky. I have one and I work in this certain organization. Another person, neither of these people I don't know, right? Another person responded and said, yes, y'all are just killers. That was the response to this person's excitement and, and gratitude about their job. Now I could have gone you know, public and crazy and I thought, no, I'm not gonna do that. I DM'd each of them separately, the person who put their, hey, I really feel like I'm in a purposeful job. I DM'd them because they responded to this person who was so nasty with such grace and eloquence. I responded to them and said, thank you. I appreciate that you responded not in kind, but with your perspective and in a way that was nice and respectful. Just know that I'm also reaching out to this other person to let them know that that kind of disrespect on my page, I'm not doing. So if you want to do that, that's great. But I, that kind of stuff on my page, we can disagree, but we don't have to be disagreeable. And the person said, thank you. I then sent a note to the other person who'd been disrespectful. And all of these were in private message. I did not put them on blast. 
And the person who'd been disrespectful proceeded to be disrespectful again, directly to me. And my first response was to then engage, right? Because it was just insane. And then I had that same conversation very quickly, had that same conversation in my head. Why am I fighting about this issue? I am very clear. I know my position. Respect is simple respect. It is not about the fact that we have different opinions. It is about your attitude and the words that you used and how you came at this person who was simply saying they were grateful for the job that they did and why. And I'm not going to get into an argument on my page about something that I am very adamant about with someone who, one, I don't know, and two, clearly is not in a position to have the capacity to have an adult conversation. Now, I had to check myself because I'm making all kinds of decisions around who this person is and about their character. And the reality is you never know what their experience has been. You don't know what their 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 perspective has been based on that experience. You don't know any of those kind of things about this person. They could be just an angry contrarian. They could be. And there could be other things related to their position that put them where they are right now. And regardless of all of that, I was not going to continue to spend any more time, any more of my time engaged in a conversation about something that I just thought was ludicrous. So all of that came to me and said, there is a big difference in fighting about something and fighting for something. When I look back on my career and think about the conversations that I had with executives, and especially when you're in an HR position, right? And so HR gets a bad rap about a lot of things. And, and in many cases, rightfully so, you know, it's a function that is still, I think, finally beginning to come into its own about really understanding and using data and being strategic and being truly in the business, uh, not just being a cost center, but understanding that if we don't take care of the business, no one has a job and operating appropriately. That's why I always told my people, we're business people first and HR people second. Doesn't mean we're not compassionate and not people advocates, but in order to advocate for people, there needs to be a company in which you're advocating. And so in these in these roles that I had, there were so many conversations that I would get into and I just didn't understand why people didn't get it. And I was so concerned about being sure that I was using the right words and being sure that we were getting everything on the table. Again, my perspective has always been, the decision doesn't have to be mine. We don't have to go with my plan. We don't have to go with my idea. What we do have to do is get all the information as we know it out on the table. So when we make a decision, we make it fully knowledgeable to the best of our ability. And we are able to, to flex and adapt should something go wrong in that decision. That's my whole perspective most of the time. And as I look back on my career, I thought, I fought about so many things, fought about so many things, about how we were going to communicate with people because someone else thought pretending we were telling the truth was okay, about how we were going to distribute something after we'd agreed as an executive team. And then because someone gave out information too early outside of the communication process that was agreed upon and got negative feedback, all of a sudden everything that we'd agreed to as a group was wrong and we were going to have to change it. And fighting about that kind of decorum and respect and process and just reasonableness as executives, you expect your executives to be better leaders than that. But leadership is about behavior, not about position. And there are a lot of people in leadership positions who are not leaders. And looking back over that career, my career, and, and as I move forward and people that I talk to even now, there are so many times where we're fighting about something. We're fighting about something. 
and not for something. We're not fighting for clarity. We're not fighting for equity. We're not fighting for for an ability to understand. We're not fighting for listening actively and listening to understand, not listening to respond. We are fighting to win. That whole in it to win it. And that's not all bad. You know, it's those, those absolutes, you know, all or nothing. Being in it to win it is not all bad. But being in it to win it at all costs is. Because in that being in it to win it at all costs means you're going to be willing to fight about anything. If it's contrary to your perspective, if it's contrary to your opinion, if it's contrary to what you want, you are willing to fight about it. Fighting for something is deeper. Fighting for something tends to be focused on things that are outside of ourselves. That, yes, will have an impact on us a big one or a little one, but more broadly have a bigger societal impact or a bigger community impact or a bigger organizational impact. When we're fighting for better communication, when we're fighting for better better healthcare and better service from our providers for our people that work for us, when we're fighting for appropriate salary ranges and appropriate bonuses, and we're fighting for consistency in the way we apply our processes and our standards, that is bigger than us. And that fighting for something is where energy is derived. That fighting for something is where service lies. That fighting for something is where leaders are made. Now, to get to my friend Stephanie that talked about, oh, man, that word fight, that's such a violent, violent word. And as I thought about that, I thought she's right. And sometimes it feels like it's a fight. I mean, I've got to tell you, in my executive roles, many, many times it was a fight. It was a fight to just look at our processes and say, this is not reasonable. And just because we've been doing it 20 years doesn't mean we need to keep it. Those were fights. But her point was, words matter. And is there some other way to talk about that? And the thing that came to me was, you know, maybe it's more about civil discourse. Big $40 words, right? Civil discourse. What that really means is we're listening actively, we're listening to understand, and we're listening to respond. We are potentially at odds around an issue or a topic or a situation, but we are willing to solve the issue or the situation for the betterment of everyone and not just in it to win it. We're not just in it to win. And when the whole point is winning, that's when we think for, focus more on fighting. That's when we focus more on fighting. So as we go into this week and think about other things as we move forward, think about the words that we use because guys, words matter. And when you're fighting for something, one, is it a fight, right? Because sometimes we are, we are in a battle and some of the biggest battles are the ones right up here, right in our heads. Those are some of the biggest battles we have with our own head trash. And sometimes it really isn't a fight. We're fighting with our spirit. We're fighting with our energy. That whole polyvagal thing we talked about last week, right? We're fighting with just who we are and our ability to show up. But sometimes it's really just about civil discourse. It's about sitting still a minute. It's about taking a pause. It's about breathing deeply and opening our ears. What is that saying? You have two ears and one mouth and there's a reason because you should listen more than you talk. Really listen, listen to understand. And then respond based on that understanding because there could be something that you learn in that listening that actually changes your perspective about something. So the fight is no longer a fight. It is simply a discussion with differing opinions and different perspectives. And enables people to either come to a conclusion that they actually do agree or agree to disagree and move forward in a way that is respectful and mature and adult-like. 
And that's the Rutledge Perspective for this week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. As always, thank you for helping me get to 5,000 downloads. Let's keep it going. I look forward to speaking with you next week on a topic. I actually will have an interview, another interview of an amazing woman for you next week. So I look forward to sharing that with you. In the meantime, I'll catch you on Clubhouse. I'll catch you on the podcast. I'll catch you on the radio show and I'll catch you on my seminar. So stay up to date on my website, laurelrutledge.com to get everything that's happening. And you can follow me on social media as well. Take care and have a great rest of your week. Bye. You have been listening to the Rutledge Perspective Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If we've given you a new perspective or helped you clarify your own, please leave us a review, send us your comments, give us a five-star rating. We take that information seriously and it helps us to decide what our next episodes will be. Now you can find more information about this and other episodes of the show on laurelrutledge.com. And you can subscribe to the show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can also follow me on social media. And if there's someone that you think would enjoy or benefit from the Rutler's Perspective podcast, please pass it along.